Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Here we go. I'll get that. i got to get that mute button off, right? Get that off and I can get cracking. It's going to be one of those days today. Welcome inside Armed American Radio Ranch's Sig Sauer Studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom here in front of the Daniel Defense PowerPoint Platinum Microphone in this first hour of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense from the Ranch. And it's all being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. Please go out of your way and support all of our partners. You can visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. I'm going right to the phones. I've got a good one. I want to get every single second in with Cam Edwards. Cam, welcome to the program today. I'm in a laughy mood because I don't even know where to start with you. You know, unfortunately, there is a um, a, a plethora of topics to choose from, uh, and, and most of them not so great. But uh, but there are a couple of things I think that um, yeah we can kick around and have some laughs. Well, let's start with the ATF and the pistol brace rule today because this is a big one. Um, a real big one. Federal judge blocks ATF pistol brace rule, saying it is unlawful. And I want to quote from, I'll quote from my friend AWR when I first got this. He issued a preliminary injunction against the rule and stayed the rule in its entirety. This is a nationwide block. So correct me if I'm wrong. You don't have to be a member of SAF or a member of GOA or Firearms Policy Coalition now for this ban on pistol brace to affect you, it has been stopped by this federal judge. Am I misreading something? I don't. I don't think you're misreading it. I think the question is really how long is this going to last, uh, and will it stick? Right? Because you know we all know that um, we've seen similar injunctions both against the uh, pistol brace, the frame and receiver rule, even uh, in some circuit courts, not a nationwide injunction, but in some circuit courts uh, against the bump stock ban. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, these courts of appeals tend to uh, defer to the government. They'll stay these uh, decisions. Uh, Fifth Circuit has not. Right. Um, But we've also seen the Supreme Court uh, basically impose a stay on injunctions, uh, most recently against a Fifth Circuit injunction. So I think this is a positive sign. Um, You know, the more judges we have that are coming out and saying, hey, listen, I think the plaintiffs are likely to prevail. When this case goes to trial, they've raised uh, enough questions here that I think they're going to win. And that, that's what it takes for a, a judge to grant an injunction, right? There needs to be that that irreparable harm uh, that is done to the plaintiffs uh, if the injunction is not granted. But there also has to be the uh, the likelihood of success that they're going to prevail uh, in their case. If, if, it's, you know, if the judge doesn't think they're going to win, 
the judge isn't going to grant an injunction. Um, so the more the merrier, right, when it comes to these district court judges saying, hey, I think the plaintiffs really make a good argument that this violates the Second Amendment, that it violates the Administrative Procedures Act, that these rules are so vague that it's difficult to comply with. Um, and again, I, I, I just hope that this time it sticks. Well, the judge, this judge is, is based in the Fifth Circuit. So if it's mm-hmm. appealed by the government, it's going to be appealed to the Fifth Circuit, which has already issued three different rulings on this pistol brace. Again, am I right about that? It's a little confusing, but it would have <laughs> it to is. be the government would have to appeal it to the Fifth Circuit, which has already issued three very powerful stays of this in the ATF in individual cases. I'm not sure the government's going to succeed on this one. This might stick. But I could be wrong. It, it, it might. I hope it does. But remember, when it came to, and you're right, it is. It, it does get a little confusing because you've got three ATF rules that are being challenged right now, um, and you've got multiple lawsuits and all of these challenges. So, trying to keep track of just the ATF litigation uh, is difficult. But it was the frame and receiver rule that was also subject uh, first to a more narrow injunction and then a, uh, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe it was a wider injunction and then it was a more narrow injunction. Uh, but the Supreme court recently, uh, stayed, uh, that injunction on the frame and receiver mm-hmm. rule and said, yeah, the ATF can continue to enforce this while this case is litigated. Um, that again, I, I think is a sign that the Supreme court not as, is becoming anti-gun, but, you know, the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts has complained about the uh, overuse of the shadow docket, these emergency appeals, these district court judges who are issuing nationwide injunctions. Um, and I'm just concerned that this is another one of those cases that's going to get caught up uh, in the court's consternation about uh, the shadow docket. Consternation is the right word, because that is it perfectly describes Roberts specifically, I think, is his consternation Mm -hmm. as chief justice. So I think you nailed that. You're spot on with that. We don't know how far this is going to get. We don't know how far it's going to go. We never do. But we have a plethora, as you said, of cases now, and the more the merrier. This does no harm to us. It certainly doesn't look good for Dettelbach and the ATF. No, I think that's that's exactly right. Again, (laughs) when you're talking... Most of the most of what we have to talk about now is moving through the courts. That that's why it does get confusing, ladies and gentlemen, because there are multiple cases involved here. There are multiple plaintiffs. Okay, if you're a member of SAF, if you're a member of uh, FPC Firearms Policy Coalition, if you're a member of GOA, you're protected, at least at this point. So if you're not a member, well, you should be for lots of different reasons, not just this one, but for lots of different reasons. I, I, of course, I'm partial to the Second Amendment Foundation. In courtrooms of 55 cases, Cam, what are we at? 55 cases now, 18 or 19 California alone. We're winning cases yeah. around the country. So, you know, maybe it's a false sense of security with this particular ruling. But again, it's going to have to go through the Fifth Circuit. And Robert's consternation is likely going to be what happens. So let's let's I've always had fun, Cam. I don't know if you've ever just done this. I'm sure you have just Google gun control. Right. There's a whole day show mm-hmm. for you right there. And I've actually <laughs> done it. It was live on the air and made that a two-hour show. Let's just Google gun control together and pick stories as we move. But when you do that right now, and I'm going to do it right now while we're on the air, ladies and gentlemen, there's a method to my madness here with Cam on the air for me. Take a listen to this, Cam, when you talk about the consternation of the court. AP, one day ago, Supreme Court seems likely to preserve a gun law that protects domestic blah, blah, blah. Economists, the Supreme Court has found a gun control measure it likes. 
The Guardian, Supreme Court leans towards upholding U.S. gun ban for domestic abusers. USA Today, gun control activists rally outside Supreme Court ahead of Second Amendment case. CNN, Supreme Court revisits the scope of the right to bear arms in the wake of the latest case. MSNBC, and I sent you this one to talk about today, and we will get into it a little bit because it's MSDNC. Supreme Court mm-hmm. backs away from Clarence Thomas's gun control ruling. And on and on and on. Cam, you and I have been doing this a long time. Have you ever mm-hmm. been able to predict a Supreme Court oral case, uh, a ruling based on oral arguments and questioning? That's really dangerous, isn't it? It, it is, I think, uh, dangerous to presume the outcome. Uh, particularly uh, these headlines that, you know, talk about the Supreme Court backing away from Bruin or uh, finding a gun control law it likes. You know, I, I listened to the oral arguments live. Um, I, I think it is fair to say that there is a majority of the court that uh, does not think that Zaki Rahimi should be allowed to possess a gun. Agreed. The question is, how do they legally disarm him? Right. That's the question. Um, and there are a couple of ways to do so. One of the things that didn't really come up, and the, the, you know, one of the problems with this case, Mark, I mean, it's problematic in, in a number of ways. Zachary Hemi, as we've talked about before, you know, he's, he's a not bad a guy. for the Second Amendment, right? He's a guy who uh, not only subject to a domestic violence restraining order, but while he was uh, subject to that order, he is accused of committing six separate shootings in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, and at one point, Justice Roberts, you know, is asking the public defender, uh, who's representing Zaki Rahimi, you know, well, do you consider your client to be dangerous? And uh, Matthew Wright, the public defender, was like, well, I mean, how do you define dangerous? And Justice Roberts yeah. said, well, let's start with, you know, you're shooting at people. Um, yeah. Does that make somebody dangerous, right? So I, I think that, I think the court is, um, uh, you know, I, I think that they are uh, nervous and unnerved by the thought of Zaki Rahimi legally being allowed to possess a gun. But I don't think that that automatically uh, presumes that the court is going to say that uh, Section 922G, uh, B3, uh, is, is constitutional on its face, right? Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things that we heard a, a great deal of discussion about during the oral arguments was this dangerousness standard. Um, and the Solicitor General of the United States basically said there is a, an individualized finding of dangerousness in every one of these cases. Uh, in every civil domestic violence restraining order, there is a finding that that person is dangerous, which is absolutely not the case. Right. Uh, and there was a public defender's brief that pointed this out. So, you know, the question is, is a generalized finding. Can you say if you do this, you're automatically dangerous? Is that enough to take your rights away? Cam, hold on to that thought. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. It's a fascinating one. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle in. Cam Edwards is awesome. He's always fun to have on the show. A wealth of information for us. Great conversation. It's going to fly right by. We'll be back. Four minutes on the flip side. Don't go away. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. 
AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Daniel Defense Firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense is freedom, passion, precision. If you've ever been to the facility, you can smell it. You hear me say that all the time. My daughter experienced it just a few weeks ago when she was with me. 
And boy, oh boy, oh boy, whoo, Daniel Defense has it going on. Get on the email list. Visit them. Check them out, DanielDefense.com. I've got a couple of their rifles defending me. In fact, one of them is right here. And yeah, it's actually defending me right now. It's being used for self-defense simply because it's here. Funny how that works. It doesn't have to be fired to be doing its job. If I need it, it's available to me. Isn't that interesting? Welcome back to the ranch. Six-hour studios blasting out for you on the Daniel Defense mic, all of it being brought to you by X-Insurance. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of radio stations around the country tuned in. We're talking with Cam Edwards from Cam and Company and BearingArms.com. Cam, welcome back in. I'm going to ask you a real pointed question when it comes to Rahimi. Is this a case you would yeah. rather have not seen go to the court at all? Uh, yes, at least now. I would have preferred Range uh, versus Garland go first. Um, I, I would love to see a, you know, uh, right to carry case. I'd love to see uh, the Bianchi case dealing with Maryland's ban on modern sporting rifles. You know, I, I, I'm disappointed that this is the next case after Bruin that the Supreme Court is using. Um, yeah, th- this is, I agree. I That's a great way to put it. I, I, for I'm with you on that. This is not. And here's why the media. Let's go to that MSDNC yeah. piece. The headline alone, Clarence Thomas's ignorant ahistorical gun control ruling just got a harsh reality check. It looks as if some of Thomas's colleagues are finally recognizing the consequences of his jurisprudence. Now, it's MSDNC. We would expect nothing less. Right. In fact, if they didn't do something like that, I would be disappointed and think, why didn't they just stay on track with their Foxtrot Charlie Charlie unfriendly word? But the fact is... The, the, the concern that I have about Rahimi is really goes beyond the case. It goes to the reporting of it and too many people ignorant about what the case is about because it is deep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot involved. Second Amendment, a lot of gun rights organizations wrestled with their amicus brief in this. Why? Because we know how the media is going to portray us. And here's the way it's going to go down. Just like this with MSDNC. All those gun rights crazies. All they, they want everybody to have guns. They want these bad people to have guns because Rahimi's a bad guy. And you pointed that out. It is going to be nearly impossible to get positive coverage. Right. I mean, the the headlines are literally, will the Supreme Court side with domestic abusers over domestic violence victims? Yeah. Um, And and as you say, that's not really the question, right? But the media, including uh, MSDNC, um, is not going to report on this fairly or accurately. They're going to spin this in the best light possible for gun control activists. Um, you know, I would note, however, that, you know, MSDNC saying that this is Clarence Thomas's ruling. Look, he wrote the majority opinion in Bruin, but he had five of his colleagues sign on. Right. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, and, and did they back away from Bruin? No, I don't think so. But I think this is a case that is going to flesh out some of what Bruin had to say. Right. And, and again, so the question, look, we know that the Supreme Court has said some people are not going to be permitted to own guns. It is constitutional to deprive some people of their right to keep and bear arms. The question now is, who are they and how do you do it? Um, And again, the Biden administration says, well, it should be as easy as possible. It should be as broad as possible. If somebody is not uh, law abiding, quote unquote, uh, as as a state legislature would define it, uh, if they're not responsible, quote unquote, as a state legislature or Congress would define it, then they don't have any Second Amendment rights. and to me, there was a great deal of pushback to that proposition uh, by the justices who quizzed the solicitor general and, and again said, OK, so what makes somebody irresponsible? What makes somebody dangerous? Is there just a blanket category? 
And DOJ and the Solicitor General said, yeah, absolutely, right? If, if you've been convicted of what we would consider to be a serious offense, you're not law-abiding. Um, no, it's serious. Is it, and by the way, Rahimi has not been convicted of anything. Right. Uh, or was not convicted of anything when he had his rights stripped away. So uh, the Solicitor General said this case in particular is about being a responsible citizen and how you define responsible. And uh, Chief Justice Roberts got her to admit that basically she was using responsible as a synonym for not dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we know that Justice Amy Coney Barrett has said that these standards should be dangerousness. Uh, not necessarily you've been convicted of a, a felony, whether it's a nonviolent felony or a violent felony, or you've been convicted in the case of Mr. Range in Pennsylvania of a misdemeanor that was punishable at the time by five years in prison for lying on a food stamp application. You know, DOJ says, well, I, look, he broke the law. He's not law abiding. Uh, he's not responsible. So you can deprive him of his Second Amendment rights forevermore. And I don't I don't I did not get the sense that the court is willing to go there, Mark. Um, yeah. I think we're going to see a pretty narrow ruling. Uh, I think it is going to be, in fact, one of the questions was, should this be considered a facial challenge uh, to the federal statute or an as-applied challenge specifically to Zaki Rahimi? And if the court really wants to issue a narrow decision, they will say that this is a, you know, an as-applied challenge. Their ruling applies only to Zaki Rahimi and is not precedential for anybody else. I don't know that the court's going to do that, but it is certainly an option available to them. Yeah, you know, it's the Supreme Court. I don't know that they're going to get that narrow. I don't know they're going to get that focused on just Rahimi. Let me switch gears. I would gears. be surprised. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> too, because it's the Supreme Court. If it were a lower federal court, possibly. Mm-hmm. But the Supreme Court, they're looking, you know, this is the law of the land. And I don't know that they can get that narrow, although there's probably a couple, three or four justices that might try to go that route. But it's an ugly case, no doubt. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be we're going to stay on top of it. and We're going to follow it. And we're going to talk to people like Cam and Gottlieb and everybody else who is going to help talk us through this as this thing progresses. We're not going to know anything about this till next summer anyway. Uh, media will move on to other things like, oh, I don't know, little things like an election coming up, something like that over the course of the next 10 to 12 months. Let's push over to the bump stock case. And I want to ask you the same question I've asked other guests about this. Supreme Court, as you know, has granted cert, going to hear the Cargill case. You and I both know Michael Cargill. He's a great guy. This is a strong case. And we've seen the ATF. This is going to have other implications, not just bump stocks. It's going to have implications relative to pistol braces. It's going to have implication of force reset triggers, uh, you know, receivers frames and receivers etc this this and and things that we don't know that the atf has in store for us mm-hmm. how far can the atf go regulating we know they want to regulate things that they haven't even told us about yet and probably likely holding off on that right now as this way makes its way through the court with these other decisions can the supreme court because this is a clear-cut case of atf overstepping their bounds clear this is a this is the job of congress can the liberal justices get past their anti-gun hatred of guns, their agenda, and rule on the constitutionality of the separation of powers here? I'm not convinced there's four of them, at least, that will be able to do that. I don't think the liberal wing of the court's going to gonna, uh, go that far. No. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I don't think the liberal wing of the court sees any issue with giving government agencies broad sweeping mm-hmm. powers to impose regulations that, that actually do end up, uh, you know, uh, resembling new legislation. Um, I, so I don't think they have a problem with that in theory. I certainly don't think they have a problem with that when it comes to our right to keep and bear arms. But the question is, are there at least five justices who 
disagree with that proposition. Uh, who may say, listen, I, I don't like the idea of bump stocks, but, but the place to ban them is Congress and not this government agency. You better believe it. Two more segments with Cam Edwards, BearingArms.com. You can read everything he writes over there. You can listen to and watch Cam and Company as well. Cam will tell us how to do that when we come back. Don't go away. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus 1 rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. Hi, it's Mark Walters, your host of Armed American Radio. If your company sells only the highest quality products and you're looking for a way to reach these listeners, you're talking to the right guy. Armed American Radio has a package available to fit every budget, from startup to the seasoned advertiser looking for that perfect way to reach this massive audience on roughly 250 stations in the top markets in the nation. We're everywhere, and the show continues to explode across the country after 10 years. Together, we can help you reach a highly engaged and extremely knowledgeable audience. To hear your brand on this huge radio program for less than you ever thought possible and to speak directly with me, reach out to CCW Broadcast Media LLC right away at mark at armedamericanradio.org. Mark at armedamericanradio.org. And together, we'll bring your brand to Armed American Radio listeners and keep this powerful voice for gun rights on the airwaves. Again, to speak directly to me, reach out to me at mark at armedamericanradio.org. That's mark at armedamericanradio.org. The 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. 
Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. I had two cups of Defender Coffee this morning. You know if you listen to me on a regular basis over the many years we've been broadcasting this show, I wake up to Defender Coffee every day. Here's the cool part about Defender Coffee. It's great coffee. You can visit DefenderCoffee.com and support our partner, and in addition to that, you can tell them where you want to send a portion of the profits from the bag of coffee you buy, regardless of the form you buy it in. I buy the 176 or 1776 Liberty Roast ground, ready to roll through the uh, through the uh, the coffee maker that Sofia Vergara sold me at three o'clock in the morning because I'm a sucker for Sofia Vergara selling me a Ninja coffee maker. I bought it. And Cam's laughing in the background. True story. That's <laughs> a true story. Still have it. And if she's selling another one, I'll buy that one too because I could always use another one. But they, they'll send the profits to the Second Amendment Foundation. So you drink coffee and support your gun rights while you're drinking great coffee. It's a win-win. It really, truly is. And you support Armed American Radio. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Welcome back in. X Insurance is presenting all of this as they do every single show, every single day, six days a week. Cam Edwards, tell people before we get cracking again where they can find you and listen to you and watch you and all the cool stuff you do. Yeah, man. Uh, BarronArms.com. That's where I serve as editor. We do Baron Arms Cam and Company Monday through Thursday. You can find it at YouTube, Rumble, all the major podcast platforms. Uh, today we were talking with Mike Harris from the Gun Owners Action League about a rare bit of good news for gun owners in this week's elections. Uh, Steve Gatowski from The Reload is going to be with us next week on one of the shows. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to cover, you know, at least one big 2A topic every day. Yeah, you'll have a great interview with Stephen. He was on the Sunday show with me. He's just a wealth of information. I've been working with Stephen since back, you know, Free Beacon days. Yeah. Boy, uh, he is such a great guy. He's in there. Check out the reload.com, too, ladies and gentlemen, while we're at it. Let's go ahead and make that push. Cam, let's go back to the bump stock deal. You know, I, I asked that question, can they separate this? Because this clearly should be a 9-0 decision. And as Alan Gottlieb, our, our dear friend, says, if the justices are being honest, but... You know, there's always that but. And you and I both know that depending on the subject matter of the case, I can tell you how the four liberals are going to rule and how, you know, five conservatives are going to rule for the most part. You got a wishy-washy Roberts in there from time to time. That happens. But this should be a dine o case. And I, you know what? I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to remain optimistic that the justices, including the newest one, are going to say, yeah, 
this is a separation of powers case. We might not like guns, but this is this has to be fixed at the legislative through the legislative process. Am I am I being a little bit overly optimistic here? Probably. <laughs> I, I sometimes I mean, you have to I'm be a right. Good optimist as well. So I'm never going to tell you, uh, hey, be more pessimistic. <laughs> but um, I'll say, don't get your hopes up on a nine zero decision. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I am. I'm hopeful for a 5-4. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll get a 6-3, that uh, Roberts will find his spine on this and, uh, uh, you know, will find that this is an abuse of agency authority. Um, but a 5-4 would stick, you know, and, and that's what counts. But uh, I, I, I do hope um, – I, I, I feel really confident that we've got four, right? So then I, I yeah. think the question becomes, who's that fifth vote going to be? Uh, is it going to be uh, Amy Coney Barrett? Is it going to be Brett Kavanaugh? Is it going to be uh, Justice Roberts? Um, and there, I think it—you know—it's a little, uh, a little, little, little more uh, vague and fuzzy. Um, but we have seen the court, you know, impose some limits, like uh, against the EPA, for example. Uh, the uh, what was it? The the water uh, bill, right? That basically turned every puddle on your property into a mm-hmm. waterway that had to be protected. Um, they, they found that to be, you know, an example of government overreach. And I think, again, here, as you say, the, the questions are so basic and fundamental that if we don't have five justices who can look at this and say, you know what, it might be unpopular. There might be people who uh, think that the bump stock should be banned. Heck, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I as a justice might think that a bump stock should be banned. But none of the ATF to do it, right. even at the direction of the president. Uh, this is a, a new law, and, and laws are written by Congress. Um, and the way to go about banning bump stocks is for Congress to pass that law, for the president to sign it into law, and then you can challenge that law. Um, but as you say, if the votes aren't there, if the administrative ban on bump stocks is upheld, Katie bar the door, man. ATF is going to go nuts. Oh, oh they're going to go crazy. Yeah, they're going to go insane. And that's why that's why I'm saying if these justices are being honest, they should know. But look, we've had nine zero immigration decisions before. There have been some nine zero cases. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look back and you think, well, I wouldn't have thought that. Well, if the justices are doing ladies and gentlemen, we shouldn't know what they're going to vote. We shouldn't know how they're going to rule. It should be on the merits of each individual case. Sadly, we know if it's an abortion case. Guess what? If it's a gun case, guess what? We know these things. Right. Yeah. But. You know, you, you, I'm going to remain the eternal optimist here. I'm going to hope and I'm going to give credit where it's due. And I'm probably getting beat up right now by some of my listeners going, oh, dude, this guy's a fud. And they're probably just turning off the dial. Couldn't be further from the truth. I, I, I simply want to believe that there's somebody honest when it comes to a separation of powers, that this is the way the base, the basic way our government functions. And it is not up to the ATF to make these decisions like you just said. I don't like bump stocks. I think they should be banned. I'm going to write that when I write whatever it is I write. But it's not for ATF to make that decision. That is Congress's deal. And we've seen the court do that before, Cam, as you've just mentioned. All right. Let's go now to something else that you've written. Well, before I go to your gun control activist claim, Second Amendment violates human rights. There's a shocker. Let's go to that Seventh Circuit ruling, AR-15s. Mm. Uh, you know, this is being appealed. They're seeking cert on this right now. Does this beat the Maryland case to to the Supreme Court? Because we're going to win one of these cases. Which one of these makes it? You know, it's a really good question, because, again, this appeal is on the shadow docket, right? It's an emergency appeal. Uh, the trial has not been held. So this is still, you know, a request for an injunction. 
And the court, since Bruin, has you know been reluctant to to step in before trial. So I still think that the uh, Bianchi case out of Maryland is the most likely vehicle for the court Agreed. to address. Um, but we have to wait for the Fourth Circuit. I mean, it's been almost a year since yeah. oral arguments were held. We're still waiting for that decision to come down, right? So, this, but Mark, you know, and I'm sure you've talked about this. This decision is truly awful, and the the reasoning used by uh, Judge Easterbrook uh, and the other judge who signed off on this opinion. Um, again, it, it, you know, you go back to the ATF and and the abuse of authority that might be allowed if this bump stock ban is is allowed to stand. Judge Easterbrook said that AR-15s and basically all semi-automatic firearms are outside of the Second Amendment's protections because they're, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, like machine guns. So that implicates not only the, you know, 20-plus million modern sporting rifles out there, but the hundreds of millions of semi-automatic pistols, you know, that are in common use for self-defense owned by majority of American gun owners in this country. Um, you've got this Seventh Circuit panel that basically says, yeah, the government could ban those if they wanted. In fact, the ATF could define them as machine guns if it wanted to. And that is terrifying. It is for a number of different reasons. And ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this a few days ago, mention it again now. The, the two of the three justices had to stretch to concoct a novel concept to try to squeeze the modern sporting rifle, in this case the AR-15 band, to try to get past Bruin's historical context. And I don't think it holds up. I don't know that this case is stronger than Maryland case, the Bianchi case. Bianchi's a strong Mm -hmm. case, too. And let's face it, the Supreme Court already remanded back after Bruin in June of last year and said, hey, guys, go back and look at this post this decision. And we are still waiting for a response. That's likely the case that's going to go. And it will be taken because, as Alan mentions to us, we've only got 30 seconds, so I'll take this to the break, Cam. As Alan Gottlieb reminds us, the Supreme Court is already involved in the Bianchi case in Maryland. So it's 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 going to fast step beyond the Seventh Circuit. That's my belief. And uh, I, I like Alan, I feel confident. And Cam, I'll ask you when we come back from the break how you feel about that Bianchi case when it gets to SCOTUS. I think it will. And we desperately, desperately, desperately need one of these cases to get there to put a nail in this coffin of all of these. We want to ban your AR-15. And we'll be back with one more segment with the great Cam Edwards. Cam and company, Cam Edwards. You can listen to him on the radio. You can watch him. BearingArms.com. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back. One more segment with Cam. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available on 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show. Final segment with Cam Edwards from Bearing Arms and Cam and Company. 
All of this is being brought to you by the great X Insurance. I am beginning that process as I've been talking to you about through underwriting for my new true umbrella policy that will protect me in all facets as a gun owner. And I'll explain that as we get going. It's going to be a process over the next few weeks. And as we start making some progress in that in that underwriting process, I will keep you posted because I want you to know what it is I have that X offers. No one else does it, can, or would. X Insurance has you covered. Make sure to visit them. AM Best, A-rated, real insurance company. They stay with you. All the way through court, God forbid, you get charged because of a defensive gun use. X-Insurance isn't going to bail on you. Others have and will. X is the real deal. Welcome back inside the Six Hour Studios. Daniel Defense Mike for one more segment, then we flip it to the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, Cam, welcome back. I'll let you put an exclamation point on that seventh circuit that we were wrapping up with in the last segment. I, I am, I, I'm going to guess that you feel like I do that we need to get one of these cases up in front of this court as fast as possible, win it, and put the nail in the coffin. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, I'm worried that the uh, lower courts are trying to play keep away from SCOTUS here, uh, hoping that they can delay one of these cases until after the 2024 elections, you know, yep. uh, and possibly giving Democrats a chance to pack the court with enough anti-gun justices to overturn uh, Heller, McDonald, and Bruin. So, no, you're right. We do need to get a gun ban case. We need to get a mag ban case. We need to get some of these substantive issues before the court, uh, before the left has a chance to, uh, again, pack it full of uh, justices that will declare we have no right to keep it more arms. The court got it wrong back in 2008. Hmm. Would they really do that? Would the liberals and uh, would they really want to keep it away from the court? Would they do? Yes, of course they would do that. It's exactly what they want to do. Let's talk elections real quick because you're in. Well, Virginia was my home state for many, many, many years. My sister still lives there. Many, many friends there. I lived in Virginia Beach, lived in Richmond, Midlothian, Chesterfield County, went to college, graduated at Radford University, know the state well. What happened on Tuesday? And is it as bad as the media is portraying it? You know, well, I mean, it's bad that the Democrats took complete control of the state legislature, right? There's no sugarcoating that. Um, You know, I've seen some analysis showing that Republicans actually won uh, in districts that were, you know, D plus nine. But when you got to like D plus 10, that's when they struggled. And because of the way that the uh, districts have been redrawn, uh, Democrats had a sort of built-in advantage, particularly in the state Senate. But I, I, I got to say, Mark, I think one of the things that we saw in Virginia, we saw every town, for instance, running a bunch of ads supporting candidates that talked about abortion more than gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we kind of laughed about this at the time, right? Why are they doing this? Well, because suburban women were more driven by abortion concerns than gun control. And every town picked up on that. So they downplayed the gun control aspect. They played up the abortion aspect. And I think in a couple of these, you know, really, really closely contested races that might have actually made the difference. And now I think they're going to ride that uh, all the way through 2024. I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, they're trying to get uh, not just gun control groups, but the left is trying to get abortion access ballot, uh, referendums on the ballot in like a dozen states. Right. Uh, and, you know, in, in order to do it, and they've been doing so, they're going to drive up the Democrat vote. This is something that Republicans I have got to get in front of. Um, but from <laughs> a second perspective, I think it also speaks to the importance of the outreach that we need to continue to do, as difficult as it is, as sometimes we feel like we're banging our head against a brick wall, our right to keep and bear arms is the right of we the people. 
And we cannot put all of our 2A eggs in one basket and expect that one political party is going to you know, protect that right forevermore. Elections, we see changes in who's in power. And I think we still need to be engaged in outreach, no matter how frustrating it is, the folks on the left to get them to understand it's their right to keep and bear arms too. If they're concerned about things like, you know, uh, mass incarceration and over policing, well, guess what? Nonviolent possessory offenses carved out of our Second Amendment rights lead to exactly those things. Um, and you know, I, I think we, again, so the Republicans have work to do, but I think gun rights activists have work to do too. Let's talk about gun rights activists. I'm glad you brought that up. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to have time to get to everything I wanted to get with Cam about, but this conversation is too important. And Cam, when it comes to gun rights activists, I think the best in the in the nation is there in Virginia. Virginia Citizens Defense League has been the model that most, if not all, of the other big gun rights states rights organizations have been patterned after. VCDL has been incredibly effective in putting guns mm-hmm. on the ballot, making it the initiative, driving the vote. If VCDL can't get gun owners out in Virginia, to me, that smells problems in states like Arizona, smells problems like in states like Georgia, where we have great gun rights organizations. If Virginia can't do it, did Virginia do it? Did gun owners come out? Did they do it? Or is it just that Loudoun County and too many Democrats up there that are driving the state like big cities in, in other blue states? You know, so it's interesting you bring up, uh, you bring up Loudoun County because every time I was actually uh, backing two school board candidates, right. Mark, and yeah. uh, only one of them won. Uh, so they, they split. So, uh, you know, the, the turnout, I don't think, was the issue here. My concern is that you had, particularly independents, I think the Republicans came home and voted Republican. But, I, you know, those, those, that, that block of independent voters, and don't forget around the country, independent voters, there are more of them than there are Republicans or Democrats. They're the single biggest voting block. And they're fickle. Uh, they're not single-issue voters. And I, I, I think that abortion was a more important issue than gun rights or Second Amendment rights. Democrats, by the way, did not really run on gun control in Virginia this year. They just didn't. Right. They weren't talking a lot about it. I don't think they're going to talk a lot about it over the next two years while Youngkin is in there ready to veto any gun bill. They're going to How big back. do you think that will play, though, in the, in the presidential election? How big will it be in the presidential election? Clearly, they're not well, backing off on it at the national level. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, Biden can't go two days without calling for an O'Sullivan's ban. So, you know, it, it is going to be a, a primary issue on the national stage, certainly in the presidential election. But I think particularly in Virginia, they're going to shut up. And they're not going to talk a lot about it because they know what happened in 2021. And gun owners not only put Glenn Youngkin in office, but we took back the House. We took every statewide office. Uh, and, and so they know what can happen if gun owners are aware of the threat to their right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, you know, Virginia, you're stuck. You're in a quagmire. Four more years. You've got divided government, whether it was the Senate or now the Senate and the House. The only problem there is the political, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, for Youngkin, maybe fallout. If he had any presidential aspirations, they're out the window because he yeah. didn't drive what he wanted to drive. He's not going to be able to run on something like that. We do have interesting news today. Manchin has decided not to run for re-election again. He's hinting at a possible third-party presidential run. That means West Virginia could be in play in the Senate. I mean, there's a lot happening. 
Cam, I love you to death. I, I Unfortunately, I have to go. I wish we could do four hours with you every single day. So much great information, and it's so fun to talk with you. You bring out the best in everybody, myself, listeners, and everything. So thank you for everything that you do hey, in brother, Virginia. Anytime, man. You got it. That's Cam Edwards, BearingArms.com. Make sure you head over there. He's a head editor over there. And Cam and company, if you're not watching it, if you're not listening to it, you're really missing the boat. Cam Edwards, we thank you very much. When we come back in the next hour, David Codria has agreed to join us on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, probably going to have Paul Markle to close out the week for us on a Friday. Always fun to have Paul. We always get real controversial and like to watch the stuff work its way through the week before we bring Paul on to get his insight and input. But David Codria will be here at six minutes after on the flip side of this hour. Until we meet on the radio, carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self-respecting caveman would have ever done that. We'll be back at 6 after. Filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800-978-9358, and remember, use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 454 